Hello and welcome to the Behavior Project, a podcast where we explore ideas to help you make better choices and decisions at work. I'm your host Shyam Sadasivan, a behavior science geek and a passionate curator of stories from people doing what they love. In this podcast, I talk about shifts in human behavior, bring in learnings from leading academic research, and offer you practical actions you may consider for yourself. For more information or to get in touch with us, please visit thebehaviorproject.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Behavior Project. I'm very happy to welcome Aparna Shrikanth to today's episode. She is one of my favorite HR leaders and comes with over 20 years of experience in various roles uh, in the HR domain. She has worked on program management, strategic roles, uh, establishing HR processes, executing them, hiring leaders, running campus programs, driving many new initiatives and uh, ensuring operational excellence in HR processes. She is uh, recognized by leaders as a highly committed individual, by colleagues as an approachable, admirable mentor, and by friends as a helpful, confident, and energetic person. Uh, I've been uh, talking to Aparna uh, for quite a while. We've gotten to know each other about uh, challenges in HR and the work that's going on in our organization. She leads HR for Appsian today, and I'm really, really happy to uh, welcome Aparna to uh, the podcast uh, episode today. Aparna, hi, hello, how are you? Good morning, Shah. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure being here. And once again, thank you for having me invited to this discussion. Equally excited to be here, in fact, doing this conversation on a favorite topic. We have understanding as well as mutual interest. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been fascinating, uh, just kind of bouncing ideas off of you. And uh, in today's episode, I'd uh, like to go deeper. And for the benefit of our uh, listeners, here are some of the things that you have been uh, working on and, and doing, especially in the context of the COVID-19 lockdown and how you have been managing your organization. But before we get there, I'd love to start with, you know, how did it all uh, begin? How did Aparna Srikanth get into HR? Well, at the very initial phase of my career, I was interviewing and with a couple of organizations, I was it was more like a dream company for me. Uh, however, even after the several good discussions, I could not make through the final selection process. And I assumed that I had given my best uh, during those discussions. Uh, of course, the last layer being a conversation with HR. And when I did not make the uh, cut, I also uh, always carried an impression that HR has a key say in the selection process. The very thought which passed in my mind at that point in time was, how about me being on the other side of the table? The only intent was maybe there is a bit of an influencing factor. And maybe when I move on to the decision making, it could probably help a lot many people. And all those inhibitions I had that I carried in my mind, being an interviewee, could probably change to a better version of it. That was the only intent, and little did I know HR as a function then. Few years later, I was intrigued by the process of screening, identifying a candidate, and how with each candidate, the conversations are so very different. And when an offer is made, uh, the fulfillment it gives was very stimulating. So my interest grew into this profession, which would necessitate understanding people, people connectedness, behaviors, emotions, and how all of these factors bundled together can arrive at some kind of a decision as well as influencing. One other important factor that made me thinking how I possibly can make a difference if I were to choose HR as a career. This was the starting point for me to think about HR as a career 
and what drives the decision in the process and the aspect of behaviors which i already spoke about it there i am oh wow so so if i understand this correctly aparna what you're saying is that you went through these interview processes and just the way the interviews were being done and the feedback you were getting you know maybe not getting or uh, what makes the interview work and for somebody to get a job that process itself uh, got you excited and interested in hr is is that right you're right sham so it's the process Oh wow fascinating you you moved in you uh, learned uh, how the interviews were done got some really uh, excited and got some satisfaction out of uh, how that process goes and then then what happened upon how how did your uh, career then move from there yeah in fact uh, just to get an experience of this and to be able to do an analysis and then how each of the organizations would pay a lot of importance to the entire process itself i it was a habit for me to just go ahead and then attend an interview whether i intended or um, aspired to uh, move into that organization or a role because this necessitated or probably gave me a confidence and understanding the very many uh, ways of conducting a uh, interview process answering to your question and continuing with the earlier thread i was formed to move into hr and the effort had translated into actions to look for opportunities that will help me move into the uh, core hr space the first i did was uh, secure a global mobility role which was in a very large multinational organization and the us based function which again is an extension of a hr function as a whole and what is a, 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 a sorry to interrupt but what what is a global mobility role what 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 is the job it is primarily when people have been sent into another location uh, beyond their base location to work with a um, lot of projects that have been outsourced to india uh, and the entire uh, process of um, securing a visa uh, preparing them for a visa interview and doing a lot of documentation and then work with the project managers out with the client location uh understanding their needs uh, budgeting uh, and of course identifying who is the right person with the right skill set which again may not be core hr but it was linked to the hr as a larger function so this really did not my interest for a very long time and then i had to look for another opportunity that was with mcafee uh, but with mcafee uh, my role was expanded into management onboarding as well as training operations later on i moved to fidelity and with nearly 10 years of experience with fidelity that definitely gave me a plethora of learning in a gamut of hr space which established a strong foundation but along the lines of this experience was also business partnering working with senior stakeholders and collaboratively coming into a solution then on a few hops with Uh, other corporates that again provided a wider role and higher responsibilities so before apsian i did a short stint with an energy sector industry which also had uh, blue collar staff trying my hand being a solo pruner to provide hr consulting across different uh, industry segments but trust me in each of these journey this has really translated into a hard learning and a different experience working with startups has always fascinated me and one of the reasons for me to be here today and i'm glad that i'm in the taxi so that's a very a wide range of uh, experience you've had and i particular highlight for me was the working with even the blue collar sector which is fascinating uh, is there could, could you tell us a little bit more about that yeah so this was the energy sector which is in the solar we were into oem as well as uh, there was a product development which was happening in ensuring that we have our own solutions for the services that are being extended now blue collar mean that these folks were stationed in wherever that we were doing the services and that was a large business unit for us 
one is the skills uh, that we hire for and secondly the accessibility and thirdly with all of these challenges how it was important for hr to ensure that you know, we create a sense of belongingness empathizing with them and naturally the compensation and certain benefits uh, would differ which is uh, in line with the industry so it was important for me to establish that there is a person there is a department that can really uh, re regularly connectedness because this is a 24 bar 7 support and when we had to work on uh, rosary very closely worked with them and then operational efficiency uh, had to be followed there were certain uh, standard norms which they need to be set in place so these helped in creating newer policies uh, newer avenues for them to connect with management, planning in such a way so that we bring them to the head office so they get more of personal feeling, the feeling and uh, talking to the senior most people. All these were very differentiated approaches and it really gave, uh, I mean, a notice above of what HR is offering to them and how a lot of policies became so very friendly with them, creating more of inclusive workspace work in a white collar environment as well as a blue collar environment and get exposed to what's kind of important in these uh, quite distinct work environments so you also mentioned things like hr uh, business partnering which i know is a is a large part of what you do as a head of hr for an organization so i'd love to now move to a little bit deeper into the work that you're doing today uh, at Appsian. from what i know of the organization uh, i've understood that you've had a relatively remote kind of culture since the beginning of uh, founding of the company and you're a bit more used to working in that kind of virtual and remote environment than i have seen many organizations so i'd love mm -hmm. to hear more from you about um, you know how does work happen uh, in Appsian today I mean, in the context of, you know, the lockdown and COVID-19, before then, what, what was the normal before the pandemic hit us? So during normal times, people used to come to work uh, out of office for a few days in a week. And uh, this had to be pulled down. Naturally, there are uh, benefits of people uh, working from the uh, same location. It definitely enhances more of uh, connectedness, interactions, knowing the person better, keeping the place more lively. But ever since the COVID and the lockdown, we had to move into inevitable uh, phase of working, which was uh, remote as well as virtual, uh, like any other organization did that. Now, you brought out a very important element of this question about remote working. At Appsian, remote working is pretty well ingrained in our culture and the advantages it brings out. Indeed, remote working is highly appreciated by our employees. Now, since it provides a good balance in managing professional as well as personal routines, and in certain cases, uh, carve out time to pursue their interests as well as passion. For this very own reason, we have been able to attract and retain good talent. As an organization, we believe in compassion as well as early adoption, an attribute I feel which has picked up so much during the lockdown. I would like to tie it to organization compassion, which is a competence, a measure of which would be in its scope, speed, as well as specialization. An important factor is also to have a mindset in accepting that people will be productive, though physically not being there. In fact, uh, we have about 30% of our workforce, which is spread across different locations and have been working virtually because we really do not have offices in every other location where people are, are working off. Absin enables remote working by providing good technology, infra and support ensure right kind of tools are made accessible to employees. It was seamless for us to adapt to this shift that was compelled due to the unprecedented situation globally. 
that was a lesson in remote working in just a uh, just a couple of minutes there's so much value there i'm going to pick on a just a couple of things to build on one is the mindset that you brought up right that yes even if people are not there right there in front of you and not being seen visually even then they're doing some real work you know and second is the word compassion that you used so i'm quite intrigued by that because in this uh, environment i also feel that that's a very strong thing to bring into work as a leader and i'd love to hear more about it so my question to you is as an hr head how do you know that compassion is actually there what kind of behaviors do you see in your people that makes you look at them and say we are indeed a compassionate company for sure compassion means being inclusive and valuing people with growth we had talent coming from diverse environment culture so we did put them through a process to help new members get familiar settle down in the new workplace as well as a new work environment we had managers as well as part of uh, the entire process ensuring that employees get familiar the absent way get them to understand our products helping them with required training beat on the job or through other means the observable thing is people adapting quickly to our environment speaks about our culture the other factor is taking on the onus and brings with it accountability there isn't much of gaps of pilferage when it comes to work aspects which illustrates commitment and performance depicting again a company compassionate culture i did earlier bring out the fact that practice of remote working is embraced by our people so one essential and important dimension to support the system is communication and sufficient of it to ensure people are aware of their responsibilities and there are check in touch points to make sure that expectations are set project deliverables are being met as a young and small organization makes it more visible if people in a team environment do not keep pace with work from hr standpoint i'm always available for anything that employees need to reach out to so this is a good example to say that yes as an organization we are definitely compassionate in every process and in everything that we do apna i'd like to uh, ask you something about what you mentioned about being accessible about learning about working together being accessible we are so used to i think as a kind of an organizational culture to work with each other to learn from each other in a group in a room in a classroom and expectation of hr or leadership or managers or colleagues being there f- available physically in general and employees generally crave for that personalization and accessibility of people and i'm really intrigued by the accessibility angle that you just mentioned could you elaborate on what you do or what you can do to make hr accessible to employees even in a virtual a remote environment yeah like i said um, we are a tech enabled organization that apart for an hr it's important to establish trust listening and attending to the requests that come my way i reach out to people at times on a casual note uh, being accessible to employees and extending every possible support having conversations uh, beyond just the ob- objectivity of that meeting empathizing with them responding to a variety of questions that come my way in these tough situations uh, there are times over a chat that we get get them out of their anxiety reaching out to people to check on their well-being and safety we have technology tools which will enable these kind of conversations and communication uh, with the teams uh, there are team meetings there are channels like slack wherein we really get into a, a small discussion and it could be one on one managers regularly connect with the teams 
so all of these are have really helped us to ensure that there is sufficient and frequent communication that apart uh, as and when there is fear at the functional level there are meetings which do happen and on the learning pet importantly we have to, we have been cognizant and sensitive to the pace of learning with new members and in few occasions allowing them to learn from failures also providing expanded opportunities for them to get up and then be able to do their best definitely the uh, idea of uh, kind of learning from failure really resonates because among all the people i've been talking to uh, during this time we've we've made a lot of mistakes in general right all of us have learned a lot through this experience for example i've even had stories about people not even knowing how many laptops were out there with their teams and and even starting with a basic inventory and then i hear about cases like working in environments like yours where uh, you've jumped into this uh, space of communicating and addressing people's anxiety so you know you you're doing really well uh, for this kind of situation where i think a lot of us are scrambling to do things differently you sound like you were already kind of set so i'm wondering wh- what did you did you have to change anything what, did you have to do anything kind of very differently to adjust to the current situation Yes, you rightly made a mention that uh, we are a well-established when it came to managing this kind of situation. Candidly speaking, uh, since it's a well-oiled practice, there wasn't much of a planning needed to go that extra mile in switching to remote working during lockdown. We were fortunate not to have experienced a lot of variation during lockdown in respect of work deliverables and adoption by our people. challenges primarily what i say is uh, we had to get on to virtual onboarding in a few cases initial hiccups in logistics but people were understanding keeping an employee experience intact was definitely in focus people are also equally cooperative and absent uh, they were employees who had to travel to their hometown and were stranded we allowed them to take off as maybe the required hours or in a certain cases few hours wherever there was a dependence on internet connectivity they could contribute uh, in such cases while other team members really pitched in in sharing the work showcases standing up by the needed hour um again in terms of process in terms of structure in terms of people helping each other out this is a fascinating story i'm really uh, excited and hopeful for how we can do this learning from all of this uh, that you're sharing with us today so even though i was kind of expecting a response like this because i've heard about how you work this is definitely one of the rarer reactions i've had so far and that tells me you know a lot about how well you were already prepared for a shift in the workplace that we are facing today we've been hearing from many thought leaders about how we will effectively move to a virtual uh, workplace in the future we've been working towards this for a very long time i think there's been so much in the news there's been so much being spoken about a lot of debate also about how we'll do it but there has been general agreement well we'll surely move to a virtual workforce at some point right and also the resilience of the organizations has been tested a lot during these times if you already had a culture that was suited for this current situation my kind of next question would be about the people and the behaviors you know how did your people react to the shifts i mean there have been some shifts clearly you must still have had to make some changes in the way you work uh, and how did the behaviors in your uh, people change i mean who's doing well who's had challenges overall how are your people doing people are doing uh, pretty well uh, as i mentioned certain things were brought out in the early conversation connectedness and communication uh, about adapting some people uh, or some instances have been expressed and some are dormant 
but it was important for us to identify and demark as well as address those which are vital but ensure that everything is being addressed safety and well-being of employees heightened hygiene uh, ensuring that business um, is going or will be uh, coming back to its normalcy and to bring down the anxiety levels or any question that people had to cover it in a in a way that everybody feels confident about the leadership and the way uh, the organization is headed to uh, again complying to the protocol to contain the virus caring and communication were definitely the themes uh, which was uh, manifested which was reiterated and which helped in every actions that we did that was a change that we had to bring in and then we were very much aligned in terms of people accepting adapting and it also ensured that people are free enough to reach out to uh, people or the leadership team for anything that they may want to talk to or uh, any level of uh, stress that they had or any question that they had to clarify so that uh, there is definitely uh, no disturbance in terms of their work the message i'm taking away is by addressing the employee experience in various ways uh, getting communication right getting people productive even in these conditions you're doing really well i'm really curious on the compassion and em- being empathetic and connecting with people what kind of activities do you think has added a lot of value to this what kind of things have been people doing uh, to maintain that kind of human connection uh, during these times when people haven't even left their homes for months already what kind of things have you seen that is really adding value to get us together as a community i feel uh, the common uh, thread which would bind all of these is the communication and that definitely has been the central theme we've had org wide call we've had function level as well as team level meetings team connectedness collaboration and accountability certainly took the center stage now accountability binds people and of course it's a two way path looking from an employee perspective to ensure that there are no surprises and even when it's a small team means a member may have to work with another member across location across different function clarifying sorting and be aligned to the business objective but again not suddenly turn up being silent about it and then flag off an issue at the end of the project uh, talking from the leadership dropping off the mantle and how sensitive is a leader to be listening and be a player on the ground when occasion arises we have inculcated this in our culture and i have to mention that our managers are very approachable accommodative and supportive hitting the right notes with people in a team environment and injecting positive anxiety help people pull up the socks and then be able to deliver no disrespect to any but on the topic of accountability someone who does not have the discipline to see things through and not deliver whether it is remote or would not will always differ uh in the midst of all of these things uh, we had to roll out a survey to generally get a pulse of our people and of course there were good responses there are certainly actions for us to think through it could be short term it could be long term uh, but we will be certainly acting on that that really kind of rounds off the subject for our listeners and i also uh, i'm just going to pause there for a second because i've clearly been kind of grilling you for quite a while and i'd like to take a chance to pause and say thank you very much for all the great work you're doing even in the last few things that you've recounted it's not been an easy time for hr right now in a, in a way the last few months i think hr has faced some of the biggest and toughest challenges ever that i have at least seen in my career and uh, as as somebody leading hr for a virtually regionally distributed organization it really must have been a really tough time so thank you for thank you for doing all the great work so 
the examples that you've been giving and the steps you've been taking to build this organization, uh, you should really be proud of. Uh, the highlight for me really is the fact that you're building a compassionate and connected organization. Uh, that's my kind of key uh, key takeaway. Everything you're doing seems to be strengthening these two aspects of your uh, of your culture. One clear strength you brought out was you were already prepared for the for a remote virtual way of working. Um, and clearly, you've, uh, you've been through a lot of experiences in the last few months uh, shaping your culture. I'd like to shift that kind of view to the future and ask you, as you see yourself kind of coming out of this situation and getting into a new way of things, a new normal, you know, how much of it is going to be similar to the old, we don't know. But what do you see about your organization being different when you emerge from this? You, do, you see, do you see yourself being different uh, in any particular way? What's your kind of culture going to look and feel like in the future? It's good to mention over here that we have a great culture and that's the good start. It's an open culture which provides a forum for expression. We hear from employees uh, to have enhanced team collaboration and connectedness, which certainly is in focus. Overall well-being of employees, as I mentioned, caring is our new normal and communication manifested. We intend to make Appsian a place where people will cherish and have a great learning. That is something I really want to talk about our culture. And what does great learning look like for you, Aparna? The kind of work we do, the kind of products that uh, we offer to our clients is quite different. This is something unique and uh, that in itself will provide a lot of learning opportunities for anybody who really wants to get deeper uh, in terms of their upskilling their technology aspects or in terms of understanding the product itself as a whole. Uh, this is something I would call it a great learning. Uh, at the end of uh, a certain period of time, I know for sure people are learning beyond whatever experience that they bring into the organization and how their learning has really enhanced. If we come out of this uh, situation with a learning mindset, trying to pick up new skills and do our work better, I think we'll be in a very good place. Aparna, I think we are uh, coming towards the end of our time together today. But before we finish up, I wanted to ask you one more thing. I wanted to ask you again, looking forward into the future and being aspirational for what is ahead of us. So far, you have described your organization and culture uh, in a way that's really filling me with hope for what is coming in the future and how we will all be behaving in these post-lockdown times. Um, so final question to you, if you could if you could have anything you wanted for the future, you could have one thing that you could, you know, it would help you run your organization in the best possible manner, what would that be? I feel when things are going fine, it's best to stay with it and undisturbed. Currently, uh, answering to your specific question, I presume it wouldn't need a, a big transformation or a change uh, that needs attention for now. Remote working will continue to be the norm. Uh, but now with social and physical distancing uh, soon flying in, which makes people depressing, I feel uh, it should really not be an impediment to establish people connectedness. There will be focus on people imperatives along the lines of uh, resuming business in the planned phase. Thank you so much. If, uh, if we are going to be caring for our employees, communicating with them, ensuring strong connections and being empathetic with their requirements, then I'm sure we will be doing very, very well in the future. You have filled me with a lot of confidence and hope for that. And uh, it's a fantastic way to uh, conclude our chat today, Aparna. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences. Uh, and, I, and as I have said a couple of times already, uh, I'm feeling very, very good and uh, hopeful for the future. Thank you so much for making time with me today. Thank you so much, Sham. It's definitely been a pleasure. 
and uh, I hope there are some takeaways from the way that we are doing. Thanks. Yeah. I'm absolutely <laughs> sure about it. Thank you, Aparna. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.